This podcast is brought to you in part by Uber. For 150 rand off your first drive, use the code PINESIZEDRIVE or find it on our website, www.pinesizemedia.co.za. It's cricket, but cricket with a difference today. I'm John Kerricker. I'm Brittany Camp. You watch cricket, Brittany. You, you, you know a thing or two about the willow and the leather, don't you? The gentleman's game. I'm a big lover of that game. Do you listen to it on radio? If, uh, do you, have you ever had an opportunity to listen to radio commentary? I have. Not often, but I, I have in my life listened to radio commentary. Now, I've been very lucky to be a sports broadcaster for years. And I interviewed a man by the name of Dean Duplessis. He's a Zimbabwe cricket reporter. Mm-hmm. And we used to talk Zimbabwe cricket all the time on the radio. He would be our reporter. Mm-hmm. Then he, out of the blue, says to me, do you know I'm blind? <laughs> I was like, what? You're blind? How do you commentate on cricket? And I thought that he would make a great interview. What do you think? I think that would be fascinating. So let's let's catch up with Dean and find out how he got into the sport. Um, as far as I know, I'm the only blind cricket commentator in the world. Um, you know, but I wouldn't be too surprised if there were quite a few other blind people out there who desperately wanted to do it. I mean, I guess that is probably the only good thing about living in Zimbabwe is because it's such a small country. Um, I I obviously was given an opportunity, um, although it hasn't really sort of turned out the way I would have wanted it to, but be be that as it may, uh, you know, I have been given an opportunity. Had I been living in in Australia or England or New Zealand, people would have laughed at me if I I wanted to try and and tell them that I'm capable of, of commentating on a game that I can't see. How did you get into it? Back in 2001, um, Zimbabwe, India and the West Indies were having a triangular tournament here in Zimbabwe. And uh, what had happened was I'd become pretty friendly with all the commentators and and the media people and was pretty much given free reign of the media center, which in those days wasn't even a media center. It was just this big old scaffolding. And you used to, even sighted people used to stumble and fall all over the place. It is quite bizarre walking through there. But anyway, I stumbled and fell my way out of the TV commentary box and I suddenly heard a voice that I recognized. And I stopped and I listened and I said, but that's Neil Manthorpe. Now, what is Neil Manthorpe doing here in the country? Now, um, I obviously used to go to school in Worcester, which uh, there's a school for the blind in, in Worcester, which is where I did all my, my schooling. And that was where I obviously got to love the game of cricket um, by listening to radio. And of course, one of the commentators was Neil Manthorpe. So I, I came into the, I went to the, into the little commentary box where he was. And what had happened was himself and a number of other people were doing uh, commentary on the internet for Crick Info, but, but so radio style commentary, but not on a radio station, just on the internet. And um, Ravi Shastri had interviewed me about a week before. So Neil Manthorpe knew who I was. In those days, it was just the, the fanatic cricket fan, you know, and that was pretty much how it was. And obviously, I told him that I used to listen to him on, on radio when I was in South Africa. And one thing led to another, and he said, would you like to commentate with me tomorrow? And I said, I would absolutely love to. So he swung it by his bosses, who were a little bit concerned at first, but they said, no, you know what, go ahead. But give him five minutes and then pull the plug, basically. Um, and when the five minutes came and went, they quickly sent an email while Neil was commentating and said, don't, don't pull the plug. Let him, 
let him continue with you and we want him for the rest of the series and neil actually has a wonderful story to tell you um i like it when he tells you because it's a bit more embarrassing for him than it is for me but he actually got a bowler wrong <laughs> when we were commentating um he kept saying it was ajit agarkar running into a bowl when it was actually Saurav ganguly and uh, i was able to help him out on that so that was my introduction to commentary and i guess if you'll excuse the, uh, the pun, I haven't looked back ever since. <laughs> Dean, how do you do it? If you're blind, how do you know what is happening on the field? Uh, well, the stump microphones are, are very, very important when it comes to, um, to my style of commentary. If the stump mics don't work, then I might as well either go home or just go and have a couple of beers with the, with, with the fans. Because um, basically what happens is when the bowler gets into bowl, when he lands with his feet at the crease, uh, you can actually hear it courtesy uh, to the stump microphone. So by years and years and years of listening to cricket, I can sometimes even tell you who the bowler is. Some of the bowlers give a bit of a drag with their foot. I'm not entirely sure what that's all about. But like if you listen to Mitchell Johnson, for example, Mitchell Johnson, Stuart Broad. Um, so all the bowlers have their own unique little sounds that they make. Some of them give a bit of a, gr- uh, you know, a, bit of a grunt, obviously. Shane Warne. Well, he, he, because he put so much effort in, I mean, even though he was only a leg spinner, understand that his action of bowling required a lot of upper body strength and wrist as well. So he, he would give quite a grunt when he bowled. So that was always an easy one to, to do. Um, and the same as batsman as well. So when a batsman hits a ball through the offside, there's definitely a sharper sort of a crack sound that it makes. And when he plays it through the leg side, it's a bit more muffled because obviously lots of times, unless you're really wanting to go and fetch the ball outside the off stump and drag it around through mid-wicket, lots of times it will come because the, the ball is bowled on your pads, so the ball will come off. You know, it's a bit more muffled because the, the batsman's playing the shot off his pads. And of course, you can hear when he's playing sweep shots as well because lots of times the bat scrapes the ground and, and so on. Um, and certain batsmen even give a bit of a grunt as well. Like um, when Graham Smith used to play the hook or the pull shot, um, he used to give a grunt. I don't know why it was those particular shots, but he used to, um, as does Kevin Peterson as well. When when he plays shots on the onside, he gives a bit of a grunt. So it does help quite a bit. But the, the, the most important thing is the stump microphones, obviously, because they tell me exactly what's happening out there. So as a, as a cricket fan, there are games that I have watched that have become so boring that I decided to go, you know, wash my hair instead. Does it, does it get boring for you as well, or is your love of the game and, and the players and what they're doing and the strategy behind it so much greater that it doesn't actually become that boring? It doesn't bore me. Uh, what does bore me is the amount of T20 cricket. I call it bubblegum cricket um, because, you know, it's, it's just so... There's too much of it, um, and 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 also I I also believe that players are beginning to lose their their identity because we have so many T20 mercenaries going around and, and playing in different tournaments. How can you possibly really be happy supporting one team when today, for example, you may be playing for uh, the Midwest Rhinos in Zimbabwe, and then two weeks later you're going to be playing for the High Fold the Bizhub High Fold Lions in Joburg? How can you possibly gain any form of team spirit or anything that that actually really um you know is constitutes sport because i mean sport is about building you know building making friends building teams and 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 everything everything else i mean obviously there's a huge amount of competitiveness in it and rightly so but i i cannot understand where how you would be able to form any form of loyalty to anybody 
by going around and playing in these T20 tournaments. Uh, so that, that frustrates me. Um, I don't like the IPL. I hope I never go to the IPL to commentate um, because I would much rather be at Newlands or Lords or the Adelaide Oval talking about three slips in a gully uh, and in, um, as opposed to trying to commentate on T20 cricket. It just wouldn't do it for me. So that's what, that's what disappoints and bores me. Uh, but give me test cricket or I suppose uh, you know, I'd prefer one day international cricket to T20 cricket any day. The T20 format makes it more interesting on the field because suddenly players that are on opposing teams know each other better as teammates. They can read each other better. So it's a more tactical game because you know your opponent better or has it just ruined it completely? Uh, no, no, that, that's a very good point. There's always that uh, that side to it as well. And I mean, as you say, it, it can work both ways, I suppose, because, um, you know, the nice thing now is, uh, for example, with if there were more England players in, in the IPL, for example, Mitchell Johnson and, you know, who would, I'm just trying to think, say maybe like a Joe Root would, would you know, it, it would. It would make for interesting reading because they would know each other's game inside and out but I don't think so you know I think we that little bit of unfamiliar um, ground that we used to have say 15 years ago when there was just one day international cricket test cricket was nice because you know um, the players because they didn't know each other so well it would you would actually be able to you wouldn't really know what to expect you know um, from from a cricketing point of view um, so I know I I'm afraid I just I just don't really enjoy it at all. I, I think it's too much of it. Maybe once in a while it's not a bad thing because, look, there's no doubt that some of the T20 cricket has rubbed off on test cricket. And um, I think we seem to be getting a lot more results in test cricket to a certain extent because the game is played at a, at a faster tempo. And that is thanks to T20. So that that's maybe a positive. But for me, and of course this is only my opinion, uh, there are more negatives that come out of T20 cricket i.e., for example, the fact that two teams are no, no longer part of the IPL um, due to all sorts of things going on as well. Dean, you, you mentioned you, you got to thank Zimbabwe for the fact that you are a cricket commentator, but I guess it's also a negative that you're in Zimbabwe and you, you want to get out a little bit, don't you? Uh, I would leave everything that I have and I would leave this country right now after this, well, at least I'd be decent enough to finish this interview. But after that, I would actually get out of here, yes, if an opportunity came my way. Because um, obviously, number one, there's not enough cricket that is played in this country for me to be to sustain myself as a full-time cricket journalist, which is exactly what, I'm, what I've been trying to be for the last 14 years. Um, and, and also, you know, unfortunately, it, it is quite political here as well. The problem that we face here is that it's about who you know. And this is not a necessarily a racial problem. It, it, it is just about, it regard, you know, it affects many people in this country. It's about who you know um, that will help you get into the commentary box here in Zimbabwe or in, indeed into a, a writing role as well. Um, so it's, it's extremely manipulative, I suppose. You know, if you don't know the right people, you're not going to be able to make great strides. And then, of course, from an international point of view, everybody loves a story about this dude who can, is totally blind, but who commentates on cricket. But that's as far as it goes. You know, so you'll be talking to a lot of radio stations and so on, telling them your story. But no one is actually brave enough to say, you know what, let's actually let's take, let's put our life on our hands and let's employ this guy and, and really give him a fair chance to prove himself. And if he, if he doesn't live up to our expectations, 
trust me, you're more than welcome to tell me to, to head on, you know. So, Britt, don't let anything get you down. And listen to your ears because, <laughs> you know, your eyes can sometimes deceive you. That's right. Listen with your ears. I like that. Don't let anything get you down. Listen with your ears and stay close to our podcast. If you want to stay a little closer to our podcast, um, let us know. Hit us up. Our email address is social at pinesizemedia.co.za. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.